Well, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Becoming Better podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Krismer, and we're so glad you're here. Well, on today's episode, Jason, Josh, and I sit down and we discuss how Mary was blessed, but who Jesus himself said was more blessed in Luke chapter 11. We unpack Luke 1 verses 26 through 30, and then we discuss the 400 years of silence from God before the coming of Jesus. As always, if you've not yet listened to the message from Sunday, we do hope that you pause now and go back and listen to that episode, which can be found on the app, YouTube, all over the place, as well as this podcast, before you continue on listening to this episode, as it's going to help this conversation make much more sense to you. And if you have any questions or comments from Sunday's message, as always, we hope you would join us at quadcity.church slash podcast, where you could submit your question to be answered right here on the show. And last but not least, we did announce our Christmas service times this past Sunday. So if you missed out on that announcement, uh, on the Prescott location, we'll be hosting two Christmas services on the evening of the 23rd of December. Those services will be at 3 p.m., and 4.30 p.m. in Prescott Valley. We'll have a 4.30 p.m. service on the 23rd. And on Sunday, across both campuses, Prescott and Prescott Valley, we'll be hosting our typical Sunday morning service time. So in Prescott, that's 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And in Prescott Valley, it is 9.30 and 11 a.m. We do hope to see you at one of these eight services across both locations on the 23rd and 24th to celebrate the Christmas season alongside of us. Well, that's it on announcements. Let's dive right into this wide-ranging conversation. Hey guys, good morning. Happy Monday. Morning, everybody. It's a full swing of Christmas here in Prescott, as we talked about most of the day yesterday. You guys enjoying the festivities so far? Yeah, it's been been good. We've been downtown. There's a lot of people downtown uh, for that lighting. There were a lot of people. Man, there were a lot of people. I saw a ton. I mean, I couldn't go 30 seconds probably without seeing a Quad City person down there. It was kind of cool. You know, I surprisingly didn't see a ton of Quad City. Like, I saw a couple. We got there kind of late. I was trying to watch football. Um, and again, I mean, they're just turning lights on. I mean, it's cool. Like the reading of the story. What, hold on, before we get to <laughs> what version are they reading, do you think? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I James make, would be my guess. No, it's, no, I don't think it's King James. It's definitely not King James. It may be NKJV. I just want to say New oh, King James. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, New yeah. King James. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. but even that, it feels more like it's probably a script. Like someone probably at some point wrote Correct. a script. Yes. So who knows how what, they blended yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, they ain't no version saying some of those words together. Mm. Like betrothed. That yeah. one's in there a Again, of times. I know it's in some original, original wrong, some older text. <laughs> yeah, they're not original. Yeah. So I always think that. But again, see how that is. Yeah, we were there. We got there a little late. So we were kind of forced to stand in the back. But ultimately, you're just seeing trees come on. So it's actually better that you're kind of further back. Oh, we chose to stand in the back. Yeah, Cho- yeah chose to stand in the back. And when you say in the back now, 
it's I mean we were over there by the Brewmeister. Right. The All Burmeister. the way Burmeister. Burmeister, yeah. 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 In my 15 years here, this was the there was it was the biggest crowd I'd seen down there. They used to not shut down Gurley. Like even, what? Really? Yeah, even like five years ago, they didn't shut the down. The street Gurley. in front of the courthouse that was not shut down. Gurley was not shut down. They would shut down Whiskey Row, but they would not shut down Gurley. That's great. So yeah. Dinah's boss said they're longtime Prescott people. And so this upcoming week, we have uh, uh, their staff Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And so this is two years in a row, and it's on the Akronite thing or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. I was like, they must just not like it. And Dan was like, no, they're just tired. They're like the rest of like longtime Prescott people. They're like, oh, there's just too many people here. Yes. They're rooting this, yes. you know. Um, I definitely could tell the people who are not from Prescott, like they were bundled up in like full jackets and scarves. I was like, oh, yeah. it's not that cold out. No. Like it's, you know, it's. This year it was nice. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty nice. But you could definitely tell like, oh, you're. You're I, from Phoenix, actually. Yeah, yeah. and you came yeah. up, which is wild. That, yeah. People drive all the way up here to 15 minutes. Yeah, I knew a family from Tucson that was up here. Man. Yeah. Like, do they do this every year? Like, a, No. Oh. No, it's just like, hey, that, that sounds fun. We should go do that sort of situation. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, Prescott's Arizona. Sorry, Arizona's Christmas City. So The fireworks were pretty cool. Although the end, I was like, oh, they're, gonna, they're going. They're, I think they were worse this year. Oh, really? Year. Yeah, yeah, we went last year. And it, they felt more significant. This year, it was like 35 seconds, and it was over. They were short, but I thought they kind of got the Trans-Siberian Orchestra going and rolling. And they mistimed like, it. And I was like, oh, no, that's not. Here comes the ending. Yeah. And there were no more fireworks, and the people were like, all right, thanks for the fireworks show. <sighs> you guys remember a couple of years ago, it was the it was 20, Passion 2019, I think, or maybe Passion 2020 if it was early enough in the year, uh, when they did the whole like uh, – firework deal on top of the stadium at mm. the last service. No, you guys never saw that. It's really, really cool. There's a couple of videos on YouTube about it. I do it, love some fireworks. Like we, need, we need to do something like that where it's the entire uh, downtown, like all of the roofs around downtown shooting are off. Yeah, that'd be shooting awesome. off. And it's all choreographed to the music because this year it was like someone started the fireworks over mm, here and play. then someone like hit play but it paused for 15 and seconds the and, then they, and, and they then they went and pressed it. the other one and yeah, they did a great job. Is rough. I think y'all are being a little too critical. I mean, we it's are Arizona's fireworks. Christmas city. It's Man, we got to bring it. We got to bring it. Arizona's Christmas city. So that's not a weird thing to me because this is when you do them in Louisiana. Yeah, but they. this is only the second time they've ever done it in Prescott. Like, yeah. that's not been a part of the— No, because in Louisiana, you could not do fireworks on the 4th of July because it was so hot and dry. So typically, fireworks dry? were huge. Well, like— because it would, we'd have a stretch where it wouldn't rain. Oh, like usually in the summer, not like not dry, it was <laughs> yeah. always humid. But okay. so they would be like, "Hey, no fireworks this year. It's just too nice. daggone hot, and you didn't want to be outside. It's so hot." So Christmas time and New Year's, huge fireworks, hmm. like maybe just as big. So this week, those weeks around Christmas, man, it was like, "Come on, y'all! I got little kids." I thought the fireworks were great. The music was off, but fireworks were great. You didn't see him last year, though. I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. You went last year? I did. Oh, okay. Well. Anyhow, read your news story. Yeah, Jason's got a news story for us. <laughs> uh, actually, I just heard it coming in this morning uh, that there was a the Kentucky, uh, Kentucky. I went to Kentucky School for the Deaf. That's not it. KSD. It's, 
the California School for the Deaf in Riverside just won their second straight divisional uh, championship in football this year. So I uh, just heard that story coming in this morning. Thought that that was pretty cool. And according to the report that I heard, uh, I know there are certain states that will have all of the schools for the deaf in one uh, division or category, and they just play each other. But it sounds like these sounds like it. It sounds like these are these. This school is just playing other uh, public, schools, public schools. Public schools. Yeah. So uh, pretty cool that they just won their second championship in a row. And when when you mentioned that, it's for Josh to have a I question. I did have a great question. So here you so go. This is the real banter of, of the senses. Which one would you not would you not like to lose? Like, like if which, you had to pick one, if you had to pick one. Like which is the one you're like, man, I don't want to lose that one, but you're willing to like give this one away, right? Like of your five senses, you're like, ah, man, it would stink if I couldn't do this. Yeah, but I'm cool. Like I I could manage maybe and figure it out. Yeah, I think this is easy. I think really? Everybody is yeah. in the same boat. For, yeah. for me, 100% sight. And for I, sure. I don't want to be ignorant to the fact that like losing the other senses would not be awesome, but losing your sight feels yeah. like like we are we do so many things by sight. And your sight can make up for all a lot of the other ones that you would lose. The sure. sense of smell is terrible. If you I mean if you didn't have the sense of smell that would be bad. That would be the one that I would choose to lose if I if I right. had to choose to lose one. Right, it would be yeah. smell for sure. Interesting. What would yours be? I don't know, man. You're looking at us like we're weird. Right. It's the it's sight. Like I can if I lose my sense of hearing, I can still read and I can put closed caption on my TV. Yeah. If I lose my eyes, I can't read my closed captioning, and I have no idea what they're doing on the like, TV. Up at this point, like I'm like I've seen my kid. I've you know if I didn't have it like before. That would be rough. Like I, I don't know if I want to lose. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that, but I'm just thinking. Like I know what my in my mind now, like what things look like. So I would have a context for stuff. Yeah, man, I my hearing. I would, I would not love that to just lose my hearing. You know what? Probably would have been a lot cooler if we all lost our sense of eyesight. That fireworks show. <laughs> <laughs> you people. I've been hearing, man. Like. I don't know, man. Hearing my kids tell me, I don't know, man. You, you, I don't, I can visually, you are not thinking this through. I am thinking, you are for sure not thinking this through. I'm willing to have a, a reasonable conversation <laughs> where I don't have to be pinned in to go, it has to be this one. It this does. is not a question, right? Like maybe for some people, hearing things means like I guarantee you if you ask our musician friend, and you're a musician, but yeah. not being able to hear, like that's how you play. Yeah, I'd rather see stuff. <laughs> I'd rather be able to watch a basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can listen to a basketball game on the radio and I do just great. Oh, I hate listening to sports on the radio. I love it, man. I oh, love baseball yeah. game on the radio. Uh, baseball well, it's is baseball is boring. Baseball no, might be better on but radio. a good call, like a Doris Burke or something on the radio, man, she's money. Mm. She's money on the radio. I'm just saying, we she don't, like we don't have to be much, so, so sure we are that you sure. only have to have one. No. We, everybody's sure. Taste? 
I'm like, taste? Imagine not tasting food anymore. I know, I get it. But it's still, I'd rather I'd rather be able to I see stuff. Know, man. I can enjoy it. None oh, of them are great. You're going to drive? Do you like, you like, enjoy driving? I do like driving. Okay. I love driving. You can drive. But so you know what I love more? Somebody flying me all over the place. <laughs> but you're not flying to Chipotle. I'm not. But why would I go to Chipotle? It tastes, I don't have any taste. No, no, no. I'm not talking about taste. I'm talking about if you lost your sight. You can be, you can not hear and still drive yourself to Chipotle. Did either of you guys lose your sense of taste and smell with COVID? No. No. No? Oh, I did. It was not great. That was the only it's symptom. It's weird. Yeah, That was weird. the only symptom I had when I had it back in 2020. And uh, it was one of the weirdest sensations. Because, like, you still have to eat, but you're, you don't have much of an appetite. But you, it's like someone just flipped the switch. Like, no more. No why, more and why are we just losing touch? We're like, I don't care. It's, we, don't <laughs> talk, one. we don't even talk about touch. It's not even like, they're like, we know it's one of the five, but nobody ever even mentions it. You're right. Always, that one. Hearing and that's seeing. That's called leprosy. We're not, yeah, we're not doing that. But like, I'm just telling you, man, I think it's willing to like, <laughs> Just have I, a conversation. I, I think ninety-eight percent of people <sighs> would say if I had if the one I don't want to lose is my sight. Damn, no, man. That is interesting. Hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. I think it. Well, are are people all of you who are listening? You are going to come up and help Josh to realize the error of his ways. You know, I will is, stand strong on the other side. <laughs> it's in my personality traits. Literally, you will just. Fight to fight. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But I really am. Like, everybody says so quickly. Like, there are some things that I've heard that have changed my life. To think that I would not hear those again, it would be rough. But you could read it. Yeah, but it's different, man, hearing it. it you got to admit that, man. Like, hearing Amos yell, Daddy, in a way. Like, that would suck to lose that. Man. Oh, for sure. I'm right. not saying it would also not suck to not see him anymore. Right. That the only but vision on my that you have. But on them. all of my deathbeds. With people that I've experienced, eyes are closed and I'm talking to them. And they can hear me and I can put them at ease. They're not even looking. That's what I'm saying, man. I've prayed with people and watched them like literally like open their eyes because they heard the sound of someone praying. Like there is some power in our words. I don't think we can discount it. I'm, and I'm telling you, if you can't hear, the way in which you preach is over, homie. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I, nobody is discounting that. Hearing is fantastic. Yeah. But here's what I'm saying. You would, you have this vision of Amos at two. Yeah. You have, it would, what would be more awful than not hearing Amos is not being able to see Amos grow up at 22, having no vision of what that looks like. Yeah. They're both awful. I'm just saying that you're. There's 100%. one more awful. I don't know. I don't know if we can say that. I, for, I, yes, I think we can. All of you people, just know. let come Josh to, know. Come talk to come Josh, Josh and tell him. I don't know, man. I feel like y'all made that way too easy. You're not even thinking about it. No, uh, we are. I think. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Uh, moving on. Hey, let's dig into the message from Sunday. Um, songs Is there of- any way to tie this in? To Sunday, um, well, well, I mean, we're not Sunday. Well, yeah, this Sundays there is. There's a guy who can't talk. There you go. Talk about, coming Sunday, that's true. Which would be obviously. I think he probably lost both. You think he couldn't hear either? I think he could. The way it, the it, way they talk to him and about him, it doesn't yeah, make any sense. Yeah. That I mean, it just we we laughed about it the other day. Of why are they doing charades 
when it just says he couldn't. I think it's both. The 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 verbiage, as I did a little study last week, the verbiage interesting could be both. The, interesting. W- yeah. So I think he's both. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, though. But so. that's how we can tie it in. For there sure. You go. That's there's interesting. There's the segue. Um, yeah, so uh, kicked off a new series. We did a Christmas series this year, which we don't always do, though we have done in the last five years twice because we did okay. the Advent series, right? Yep. And now sure. we're doing this one. I don't know if we've done any other Christmas specific series in the new building since. Yeah, I'm not year, sure, but no, we don't uh, always do it. Last year we just did Romans, and we had the we had the space in the calendar this year, so yep. it was like, oh, it'd be cool. And you had you had this idea of the songs of Christmas, which again is like a um, which we talked about on the podcast last week. A little bit of a bait and switch, right? We're not talking about joy to the world. We're talking about the songs that we see, the spontaneous breakouts of praise and worship. Um, in scripture, throughout yep. the throughout, uh, specifically in Luke, uh, are they all out of Luke two? Yep. Is there any Luke, Luke one, one and there? two? One and two. Um, so I thought, you know, super fun. I thought most people walking into it probably got something a little different than maybe they were expecting, which is always uh, fun and engaging. But um, before we dig too deep into a couple of the other things we have to talk about, what did you guys think? How'd it go? I felt like it went over well. I thought people were engaged and. Um, you know, the premise was great. I think spending time on Mary was really cool. Uh, the humility part, obviously, I think stood out. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was us for sure, right? You know, we talked through the text. We taught people, hey, this is what it says. And I would imagine most people, when they are reading Luke 1, they're not even really paying attention to that part. Right. Correct. You know, it's like, oh, the angels showed up. We got this thing of Elizabeth and John and Zechariah. Like, we're not spending a lot of time in Mary's song. No, no. We're just not probably talking about it. So that's really cool, right? So that, because that's the part of Christmas always so challenging. Like everybody knows the Christmas story. Right. So trying to engage people in a way that we're teaching them uh, something new or just challenging them in a new way, um, I thought it was, we did a good job. So that was fun. So one of our uh, safety team guys that was hanging out with me at Pastor's Point, you know, he was one of those that came. Uh, like, that was not what I expected when yeah. I came in to this series. Yeah. You know, thinking, this is going to be Hark the Herald Angels Sing mm. kind of idea. And I'm mm. like, oh, come on. We, the, these have been here the whole time. And he's like, I never, yeah. I never really paid attention. I never, and I said, yeah, next week we're going to do Zachariah's song. He goes, who? What? Zachariah yeah, yeah. <laughs> who? Yeah. And so I'm like, Zachariah. yeah, there's actually four songs in the first two chapters of the book. He goes, nah, I'm just going to go back and back and read it because I just didn't know. I, yeah. I, I just never paid attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always get to the other parts of the yeah. story before. Yeah, we go to Luke 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, we yeah. instantly jump to Luke 2. We don't. If you think Christmas story, that's where everybody's, yeah. I mean, that's what they're reading on again. That's back right. To the yeah, that's house. They're reading, Luke they're not two. reading the Mary piece. No. Um, yeah, I, I do think, I think you did a good job, um, again, just kind of reiterating that Mary's song, song really just keeps pointing back to God. Yeah. Pointing yeah. back to glorifying the Lord, um, which all throughout the the song is super evident um, and thought that was a really cool part. I also, just unrelated to the sermon itself, uh, the bumper video that the creative team put together was really cool, I thought. Yeah. They had the little uh, Nick, who's yeah. one of our uh, piano players, come together and put a little arrangement with a bunch yeah. of different Christmas songs and kind of mix it over a monologue. I thought they did a great job with that. Yeah, so, it was awesome. It was a cool uh, kind of getting kicking you into the season. So You can tell he's talented. He's yes. very talented. 
like classical b- piano talents. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, you could tell he has some skill. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, we were chatting. He played keys in Prescott last uh, this past Sunday. So I was back here chatting with him, and I was like, "Hey, great job! How'd you guys come up with that whole thing?" You know, so cool. So he shout out. So his uh, son, or maybe stepson. Anyway, son was on my minor league baseball team last year. Oh really? Mm, very so cool. him and his wife. And then they were on a football team with Judah this year. Awesome. So, like, they started kind of coming more. I think they were always kind of loosely connected, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've and been then, around for a long time. Yeah, but, like, I think when he maybe came back, whatever. But, yeah, so they started coming up. Oh, man, it's really cool. So, and then to see him up there yesterday. So, like, I saw him up there, and I kept going, like, man, I know this guy from somewhere. Yeah. So, Dinah texted me and goes, hey, when did Bram's dad start playing on the worship team? And I went, that's it. That's the guy. I was so cool, right? That's so I awesome. saw Raven afterwards. I was like, oh, man, that's so great to see them plugged in and connect them, man. It was really cool. But Because I kept, like, all morning, I'm impressed with going, I know this guy. I don't yeah, know that's guy. funny. Go- but he had, like, a beanie on. Yeah. So it messed me up. I was like, how do I know him? Yeah, going back seven or eight years, I mean, we used to play together on the worship team in the old building. Yeah, yeah before back I was in on the, staff. Yeah, back yeah. in the olden days, the piano had to stay on the stage all the time. The big yeah. grand piano. And moving that off. No, you would, yeah, there was no way to get that thing moved on and off. So he would often play that. Yeah. And like I said, he just, he played that piano better than anybody I'd ever heard yeah. play that piano. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's cool. Yeah. You know, I said, it, you know, I saw him, you know, last year or so. So yeah. it's cool to so see. Shout him. out to Nick. I don't know if he listens to the podcast or yeah. even if we, knows we have a podcast. Who knows? Who knows? I guess we'll know yeah. this week. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Somebody will tell us. Uh, cool. Well, a couple of things that we had mentioned as we were um, uh, kind of looking through this text that probably would be <laughs> worth hitting on a little bit is this idea that you had mentioned, Jason, like how this idea of humility and Mary's humility specifically as someone who more than any of us probably would have a right to not be humble, right? Mm. Um, but then we kind of circled back to this text, um, these re- this red letter text in Luke 11, uh, 27 and 28. And I just thought it was an interesting uh, spin because Jesus kind of addresses this a little bit. So you want to take us through that? Yeah. So the, you know, as we mentioned on Sunday, Mary, if you come from a Catholic background, she is revered. Like even to the point where I shared with you guys on Sunday that she has been given the name of co-redemptrix. Like, that's a high level, queen of heaven. Like, mm-hmm. she is put, Jesus may be the king of kings, but she's the queen. Like, they've put her on that same level. Uh, and, and and again, certainly not all Catholics um, and not all for all time, but there is such a high honor that is given to her that is, almost created a deity out of her. And so it is this really, um, uh, there's just this line that I think we have to be really, really careful of, of how much we honor Mary. And and again, she never did this for herself, but it has been done to her. her she's been given these titles. She never claimed any of them. And so uh, I think we just got to be really, really careful about deifying Mary. And we we get a, even a picture of this, even from from, minist, uh, from, from Jesus himself. So uh, in Luke chapter 11, there's this moment where, where Jesus is, um, is speaking. He's been doing some teaching. And 
there's somebody who's just amazed at Jesus' teaching and and essentially just bursts bursts out into the crowd. And here's what it says, Luke chapter 11, verse 27. It says, as Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. So as Jesus is speaking, somebody is just so overwhelmed and says, wow, whoever raised you, whoever birthed you, whoever brought you up, that person is amazing. That's kind of that idea. And Jesus replied, verse 28, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. In other words, Jesus kind of squashes this idea that it is somehow the specialness of Mary that makes someone blessed. He he actually kind of pulls that back and says, no, 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 it's not about her. She's, I mean, fine enough. You know, it's his mother and and she is called blessed, but you want to know what who's really blessed? It's really just those who hear the word and obey it. That's what makes someone blessed. So Jesus kind of de-emphasizes Mary's place um, and just puts her alongside of all the rest of us and says, the real blessing is you hear the word and then you go do it. That's what that's where real blessing comes from. So I think it's just a great picture of us uh, reminding us that Mary was a person just like us. She was not, she's not to be deified um, and that the same blessing that she received, we can receive. We can be blessed too when we hear the word of God and, and go do it. Yeah, that's that's really good. Well, and to you, you know, the this idea that Mary Hay is just a typical person that happened to have gone through this miraculous experience that, um, again, even in our banter before we started recording, is like, man, this is a little odd. Like, this part of the story is a little odd. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around, yeah. right? That God would uh, choose to send Jesus into the world through the body of a virgin. And I wonder, you know, now we know why, but... Um, but it's also, you know, the fact that she is just a typical person is evident in Luke 1, where we see uh, the birth of Jesus being foretold in, in verses 26 through 30 as well, because her response would be like fairly typical, right, to most people. So you want to talk a little bit about that also? Well, yeah. Uh, she just simply says, yeah, how's that going to work? Right. <laughs> to which I would say, yeah, how is that going to work? How's... how's because I don't know, Angel, if you know this, but I've never actually been with a man. And so it does get weird. And again, uh, I was sharing some thoughts with Josh, and I think I had him just messed up in the head, just thinking about some of these thoughts that I was sharing. But the idea is, it is weird. It Part of our faith, we have to, it is weird. The story of a virgin birth is weird. It just it doesn't make sense to us. The story of the resurrection is weird. Maybe not weird, just outside of what we know is like normal, like by the I think bound. That by definition, is weird outside nah, of not normal. Weird, not weird, like icky or weird, but like just mind blowing. Like it just doesn't. And outside of the rules of nature, right? outside it's of the rules, like the resurrection yeah. and the birth of Jesus are outside of the rules of nature. They could. Ain't nobody else raised from the dead, and nobody's been born without, well, obviously, the other pieces that go into that. So, right. again, it, it's not weird. It's, it is like, man. Yeah, so I don't want to say weird as in like, yeah, but just, it's hard to make sense of. Yeah. 
This yeah. part's a little weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just a little bit. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So I get, well, the reason yeah. why we talked about this was because we get why people would have some like hangups with this. Right. Which yeah. is why I always am like, man, that's why Genesis 1 is super important. If I can believe that God created out of nothing everything I see, it can help me to get to when I get to these points to go, oh, yeah, of course God can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Because I believe he created all of those, be created out of nothing this. Mm-hmm. That's crazy too, <laughs> you know? And so it helps me with that framework. Yeah. Why it all matters, why it all kind of goes together. And again, it's why Luke's not trying to prove to you God is real. He, they have an understanding that he is and that he created the world. And so to do this, maybe it wasn't weird to them. Yeah. 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 I've said the same thing. Yeah. Everything comes down. If you can believe Genesis 1-1, then you, don't have, you won't struggle with anything else. Right. Yeah. God created the heavens and the earth. That's it. If you believe that out yeah. of nothing, God created everything— then nothing that God does past that is that strange. If he created the womb, then it's not surprising that he would put something in the womb. Yeah. Oh, could put If he created humanity out of dirt, then it's not that difficult to think he could create a, a, a person in a womb. Like, it's just not... So, yeah, yeah. Genesis right. 1-1 is the... If you can get that one down. Because, again, technically, those both of those... I mean, Adam and Eve, if we just go by the story, right, um, were not conceived. No. So, yeah. Made out of dirt. Yeah. So, yeah. again, yeah. Again, it's like... Well, Adam was made out of dirt. Eve yeah, was, he was made, made from, from the man. side of... Yeah. Adam. But, again, not the typical, normal... No. Way. But, again, so that's the point is like... But I do have... Uh, sympathy, empathy, I don't know, one of those. Understanding. Understanding for people who, yeah. like, if you're coming to this for the first time, right. and it's like, because all these churches now are going to be talking about this, yeah. and, like, the unbeliever in the room is like, hold up, what? Rolling their eyes. Like, are you, yeah. wait a minute. So it is, like, they don't have the context. Yeah. We walk in with this context, but even to us, it's like, we should probably just say, like, it can be strange. Yeah, like, for sure. And so I get, like Brendan's point, I get a 15-year-old girl going, excuse me? Say that again, please? <laughs> like, What was that? Yeah. Like, do what? <laughs> and not trying to, like, just run. Right. Like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Please leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, there's this one other, um, there was this line in the message that you had, Jason, that we weren't really able to elaborate all that much on, uh, but this would be the time and place to do so. Um, you had this line about how, right, this experience that Mary was having before it, God wouldn't have spoken for 400 years, yeah. right? So we, like when we're reading our Bible, we just like flip the page yeah. and we're there. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, of course, this is an ongoing thing. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how important it is um, to to realize that it's been a while, like yeah. almost twice the age of our country, right? right? Yeah, so again there was this promise it 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 happened uh in the end of the book of Malachi where God says hey i'm going to send a forerunner to the lord and after that again 400 years of god not speaking to his people so you think about the from genesis all the way to malachi you think about all of the old testament which 
I don't know. Somebody Google it up. I think spans something like 4,000 years. Oh, 4,500, something like that. Somebody can Google that up. What, Josh? Go ahead. You got I, a face. I was going to say, it depends on old Earth or new Earth. But <laughs> yeah. fine, man. We could get into that another day. But we we know it's several thousand years or million, billion, whatever you want to. But <laughs> the history of humanity between Genesis 1 and Malachi, the story of the people of Israel spans four, I think it's four to 5,000 years, something like that. And that's it somewhere. And God's always speaking. God's always showing up. There's always a word from the Lord. There's always something God's doing. There's always some moment where, uh, whether it's Joshua or Abraham or Moses, God's always interjecting. He's always speaking and revealing himself in the lives of people. And then you have this, this darkness, this 400 years. And again, you think about that means there were 10 generations of people who never heard a word from the Lord. They never heard anything new. They never heard God speak. They never heard, uh, uh, there was never any visions or dreams. It was nothing. And so it changes, again, doesn't change until we get to Luke chapter 1, when God shows up, and he shows up twice, uh, a new a new. Uh, insight, a new revelation shows up actually three times. One with Zechariah, and we'll talk about that one this coming week. One with Joseph, where he has a dream where the Lord comes speak to him. And then one with Mary, where this angel shows up. And so all of a sudden, for the first time, so Mary knew nothing about what had happened with Zechariah. All of a sudden, after 400 years, for the first time, this angel shows up and speaks to her. Like, it's, it, is, it would have been mind-boggling. Her, her little world would have blown up, and the, her perspective of God changed in that moment. So, mm-hmm. it is really powerful. And again, I don't think we have any capacity to understand. Because again, coming out of our Holy Spirit series, we've been indwelled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Maybe not in ways that we understand that uh, an audible voice, but we we sense the power and the presence of God through the Holy Spirit on an ongoing basis. That didn't happen for four hundred years. Yeah, and so yeah, this was new and powerful, and God was up to something amazing. A new and Mary way. got yeah yeah that's new, right. A new like that's the like don't want people to. Because for some, this may be a new concept. Don't want you to think God wasn't working. Oh, no. Yeah. It was that God was not speaking or revealing new things. Or, you know, you look at the, a lot of the prophets and he's giving them judgments and new warnings yeah. to stay away from. It was like, yeah, man, he went silent. And they just kept doing the things and still yeah. had the relationship with God. But yeah, there was new, no new warnings. He had warned them enough. I wonder... <laughs> Uh, you know, that it maybe helps put into context a little bit. You start reading the beginning of the book of Matthew and start going through the genealogy stuff. I wonder if that's why that's so, or can be still important to us, right? Because a lot of people just breeze straight through a lot of that. Um, but when you start thinking about it, it's like, hey, there is pretty evidently the work God was doing in the midst. It was uh, the genealogy of where the Christ was coming from, right? It was the family tree. So uh, that, for me, again, that was just a little bit of, a, oh, that's an interesting thought 
as to why that becomes a little bit more or can be a little bit more powerful even for us today. Uh, to answer the question from earlier, yeah, the, most people are, are saying probably about 3,600 years from creation to Malachi and then 400 years of silence. So about 4,000 between uh, Genesis and, I shouldn't say, <laughs> between Genesis and uh, Jesus. So there you go. There it is. Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Josh just trying to get stir stuff up. Yeah, Josh. we're not opening that can of worms today. I don't. Think. Interesting. Awesome. Very. Uh, in- but super yeah. important though. So you know, I thought too. So we're talking about because we we were talking about Mary having to be a virgin, which is again a word that God had delivered through one of His prophets. Sure. Um, and so that's these words that God had spoken. So I, I'm always when I think of the story, I'm always so curious. Um, I, was Mary aware? Was Joseph aware? Um, you know, and I would probably say, but they ha- they knew these prophecies. Like they they talked about these things because they talked about the Messiah. Now they didn't talk about it in a way that I think they would have connected the dots like this. But at any point in this piece, does anyone go wait a minute? Like we're going to look at a prophecy this week, upcoming week. But does anybody just in their mind go, man, you remember that prophecy in Isaiah? Yeah. Is anybody, like, did well, anybody like, whoop? Or, or was it not until after Jesus resurrects, spirit comes, he then downloads all the information? I think him. it's B. Yeah. I don't think people connected the dots yeah. yet. And even in, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. The word virgin could also have been translated maiden at some point. And so they didn't necessarily connect those things at the beginning, but but Matthew and Luke connect them. Oh, like 100%. It, that's they where it comes from. Yeah, so they, they I, again, I think it is the Holy Spirit wow. who's illuminating yeah. the scripture and all of a sudden they're seeing things. Because Jesus didn't really talk about it. He no. didn't like reference that back. No, really ever, right? We talked about that. Like Paul doesn't really talk. They don't really talk about it in a way. Um, but yeah, I always did because again, I'm thinking, and they did know all of these prophecies. Like if this is the one, the Messiah is coming. Mm-hmm. Like you're thinking of all of these things. Like you're you're dreaming. These are the stories that they're telling and and focusing on. Um, and then God goes silent, mm-hmm. and Mary's like, "What? Wait a minute!" Like did anything in her mind or Joseph, anything in their mind, just go. Is God doing the thing? Yeah. Like the thing we've oh, been I think for I sure. Wonder, we, you know what I mean? The thing we've been waiting for. Yeah. He's doing the thing. I wonder oh. though, because I mean, in even the in the language, um, in some of the texts early in the gospels, like would indicate that people were expecting something maybe a little bit different than the, what they actually received, yeah. right? Like oh, yeah. they were ex- expecting this king, this ruler yeah. of uh of Israel and um, you know, a political conqueror likely in most in most people's minds is kind of what they were to expect that would um, fight against the Roman Empire. All of that stuff is kind of what they were expecting. So I wonder if it was so far-fetched to them that they weren't like, it, there's no way this could be the thing. That's that's kind of where my mind goes. Right. But the Magi, right? Like, they're waiting for yeah. the sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they say it's here. Like, they're looking and studying and wondering. It's always just so fascinating to me Again, if it has been silenced for so long, but they're still doing all of the things that a Jewish person would do. Yeah. They're still going to the temple. They're still observing all of Mm -hmm. the feasts and fests. Like they're still waiting for deliverance again from exile. They Mm -hmm. still feel like they're in Babylon. Like they still feel this, you know? Um, And so then to, 
to be the one, like you said, that God speaks to first is like mind blown. And is anything in them going? I, I again. Oh, I for sure think so. <laughs> like, yeah, I think when God starts doing this, these people are like, "Whoa, Zachariah, the yeah shepherds, the, Mary." Uh, as we'll talk about Simeon. Yeah. And I mean, I think for sure they understand, oh, there's the, there's something amazing. God's God's doing something right now. He's doing so, something. And again, they don't have the whole context to right. tie it back into all of the things. But again, they at least had enough seeds in there. Yeah. Sure. Right? That something begins to, you know, Anna waiting and waiting yeah. and waiting through all that stuff. So I, that's always a part of the story is that I'm always thinking about because they— this has such a different framework for the knowledge of their text. Like they just had such an appreciation for it. Yeah. And it would do us well to study those and to know those. And even in Mary's song, she talks about like when you talked about God's mighty arm, like there's so many references of God's mighty arm that eventually right. ends up being Jesus. Right. And as you study the word and you see how God is going to bring deliverance through his arm, like we, <laughs> We think of like our physical arm, but you know, it's a picture yeah. to something so much greater. And so um I think that's the birth story for me that makes it so incredible. Like, yeah, we talked about being weird, but it's all of the texts that talk about how this thing was going to happen and it does. So weird out of the picture. There's just a lot of reference points to this exact event. And so for me, that's what makes the sureness of my faith so much better. Sure, yeah. So we could even go back. And again, this is part of the story I didn't get to. The, as you go through Mary's song, Mary's prayer, Mary's hymn, whatever, poem, however you want to say it, there's, there's been some there's debate. Been debate. Yeah. <laughs> it's been seen as a song since, well, forever. So... Since your publisher wrote that in your Bible, no, no, no. no, okay, no, long before that, <laughs> before there was a Bible publisher putting this stuff in there, it was deemed a song. Anyway, the the publisher got it from history, not the other way around. All of that being said, the the amount of Old Testament references and inferences are just amazing. And so, again, you think about this young girl, 14, 15 years old, the theological depth of this, of these words written in this way are astounding. Like, it is really astounding. Now, there is part of it, there's a real connection to the the psalm or prayer or hymn or poem of Hannah. So if you go back, if you're if you're a Bible study uh, person, grab your Bible and go to 1 Samuel chapter 2. And you may remember Hannah, who, who was kind of on the other end. She wanted a child and couldn't be, get pregnant. And there was another miraculous birth with Samuel. And so she shares this prayer and and People have pointed out how Mary's prayer, psalm, song, um, mimics much of what we read in Hannah's. And so hmm. you, you see both of these. If you lay them side by side, you can see some similarities there. But it's really powerful. But again, getting back to the idea that Mary knew that. 
Mary knew these stories and she knew the theology. She knew the depth of the scriptures. And that's what flowed out of her when she praised the Lord in this moment. After hearing this amazing thing that God was going to do, it was, that's the scripture is what poured out of her in praise. And so I think I, I just find it amazing that, you know, whatever comes out of you is what is in you. Yeah. When you get angry, if anger is what comes out, whenever you get provoked, if anger comes, it's because that's what's in you. And in this moment, what comes out of her is scripture because that's what's in her. So yeah. it's really powerful. So two things in. So there, I think there's something else we do know about Mary. I would say then her parents were doing what Deuteronomy 6 yeah, commanded true. them to do. Right. Teach it all of the time, right? So if she's young, she had to have parents who were doing this. Tell your kids, mm-hmm. you lie down, you walk, put on your doorpost. So like we've never, I've never even thought about this that moment. She had to have someone tell. Yeah. She, it's not like they were passing this around. Right. They, they, they didn't have Bibles in their bedside table. No, right? they were doing. So she probably comes from, which is, uh, you know, a very... Yeah. Jewish abiding, law-abiding family doing what they've been commanded to do. And this is the thing. Second thing is, we actually had another podcast thought. We talked about it last week. What was your random thought? Um, something about Mary and Luke. What was your thought? The, inter- the interview. <laughs> well, I thought, yeah. I yeah. thought we were yeah. going to do that in a couple weeks. I think we're going to bring that back around. But oh, I thought you were doing it now with Mary. Well, I was more thinking, okay, so... The question, the the thought that I had last week as I was kind of working on not just this sermon, but this series is I'm pretty confident. I'm, I'm, I'm almost as confident as I could be that the reason we know all of this, the reason we have this story is Luke, at the beginning of his gospel, he's writing, if you go back and read Luke chapter one, the, the, the very beginning, first five verses, is Luke setting up the intro. And he's writing this to a man named Theophilus. And he says, look, I want you to have full confidence in the gospel that you've been taught. So here's what I'm going to do. I have went around and I've interviewed everyone who had anything to do with the with the stories that you've been told, because I want you to be confident that what you've been told is true. So he's what we have in the book of Luke is a historical, I've interviewed all of these people. Luke was not there during the ministry of Jesus. Okay, so he is a Gentile and he was not there in the beginning when Jesus was doing all this stuff. So he made it his mission to do all of the research. And so he interviews everyone. And I'm confident that one of the people that he interviewed is Mary. So Luke is writing this probably somewhere around, I think it's the mid-60s. I don't know. Do you have that somewhere? I think Luke is written probably somewhere around the mid-60s. So if you think about, um, you know, Mary, uh, Jesus being born is probably somewhere around 3 AD or could be 3 BC. There's a little bit of discrepancy of, but somewhere around that. So Mary's probably in her late 60s and likely she's in Ephesus. And we do know Luke traveled around with the apostle Paul on many of his missionary journeys. 
and likely ended up in Ephesus at some point and interviewed Mary. And so, do you ever wonder why why John doesn't include any of this story? Mark doesn't include any of this story. Matthew, who was even with Jesus, doesn't include any of this, of Mary's story. All of this stuff that we hear in Luke chapter one and two all come and are connected to Mary. It's uh, Elizabeth is Mary's relative. So how did Luke know about what happened when Mary showed up to Elizabeth's house? Elizabeth is long since dead, right? Because she was old when she got pregnant with John the Baptist. How did she know? Or how did he know about that part of the story? How did how did Luke know about what happened inside of the tabernacle, as we're going to talk about this week? I'm sorry, inside the temple with Zechariah. How would he know all of the details of what happened with Zechariah and Elizabeth? Well, I think because Mary went and spent six months or three months. Three months, yeah. Three months at Elizabeth's house, and she sat there and looked at her potential uncle, Zachariah, who couldn't speak. And so I think all of these stories that we find at the beginning of Luke all came from Mary. And so uh, when we get to the end of the story and the angels have spoken to the shepherds and the shepherds go and to the place of the birth uh, and, and all of these things are getting told, at the end of it, it says, and Mary treasured all of these things in her heart. And I read that and I think, how did Luke know that? Except that Mary would have said, here's what happened. And then these angels, then these shepherds show up and they tell us about these angels who said, and it was, and I just sat there and I couldn't, I just couldn't even put to words anymore all of the stuff surrounding this, the birth of my son, Jesus. And and she treasured, I treasured this stuff. So Luke is, in my opinion, is recording this interview. That's why Luke has all of this information connected to Mary and none of the other gospel writers do. Yeah. Feels like it makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that's enough on this week. Next week, like you mentioned, we'll be talking about the um, uh, prophecy song poem, whatever we want to call it, of Zechariah. <laughs> oh, it's a song in Jason's mind. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's a prophecy specifically, which is unique within the four that we'll talk about. So I think yeah, that's, yeah. It, it'll be really cool. Really looking forward to this week. Uh, but until then, we'll, uh, so I guess, see you then. Awesome.